Coming up, we begin this episode with not one, but three tales from Dan, including his foray into smart homes, the cat naming conundrum, and why antennas never work. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Switch Online, Spotify's ad gamble, and Apple's push towards subscriptions. It's all coming up on a brand new episode right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 214, recorded August 20th, 2018, An Open Campfire. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgets, the Internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys, available only at participating locations. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, good evening. Hey. I, I had a fan of the show tell me that his favorite part of the show is when, at the beginning, I when I say in the little intro bit, 2018! <laughs> and it's a it's a guy I work with and uh, Andy shout out to Andy thank you for listening and he will he will turn to me just over our cue ball and he'll just go 2018 and I'm like thank you Andy I'm glad you like the I show think that might be my favorite part now too the problem is I don't know what's going to happen next year because 2019 it doesn't I don't know if it rolls as well that, I, that sounds pretty good but I I did it in 2017 so. <laughs> I remember the way that you said 2017 being a lot more morose. Oh yeah, it was a it was a tough year. It was a tough year. Not that 2018's been great, but you know, 2017, 27, and then of course, who could forget 2016? Yeah, who can forget? I Thank, need to meet that. Hopefully, person. all of us. Yeah, whoever can forget that, keep dreaming. <laughs> Learn their secrets, their tricks. They are wizards. Uh, what's uh, what's going on, guys? We weren't here last week because get this. In a perfect illustration of our three lives, Colby mm. was on vacation out of the country, Dan had an exciting party to go to, and I stayed home. <laughs> That's okay. I did end up staying at that party for a long time, so my my uh, my estimation was correct. Glad we could help. Mm. Was it a fun party? It was a fun party. It was just, you know... Kind of a run-of-the-mill party, but it was good people. Well, when you so. go to as many parties as you do, Dan, after a while, they kind of just blend together, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, that's not true at all. <laughs> it's not true that they blend together. It's not true that you go to a lot of parties. Both. Well, they they may blend together, but I, it's not... I. I know some people who go to a lot of parties, and let me tell you, I don't go to a lot of parties. Mm. Fair enough. So I had a very eventful weekend. <clears throat> I I uh, helped my mom cut the cord. Also, happy birthday, mom! Yeah, super uh, fan of the show, Nancy. Uh, happy birthday! Yeah. So my mom wanted to cut the cord, which I thought was crazy, but she's pretty committed to it because the cable bill is so high. Uh, and I did a bunch of stuff. Uh, I started with like. What we need is one of those antennas so we can get the over-the-air channels. And then, of course, once we get the antenna, we're going to need some way to record like what's being broadcast on the antenna. And that other thing isn't around anymore. Aero, Aero, what was that thing called? Aerosmith? Aero? Something like that. Aeropress? Something like that. Anyways, that thing doesn't exist anymore, so you can have to build it yourself. But that sounded like a fun problem, so I'm like putting this computer together. And I, I put the antenna up, and but it's pouring. It was absolutely pouring on Saturday, and I, we only got one. I learned all about how these antennas work. We only got reception from one tower, one broadcast tower. I was like, I'll try after putting the computer together, putting the computer together. And then after the rainstorm, we got reception from two. But we were supposed to get reception from like four or five, and the second one didn't work that well. And eventually we got a third, but the third one didn't. I never saw it work at all. Uh, so the antenna was a flop, yeah. but, and because the antenna was a flop, I never got to build my antenna DVR computer, but Aww. I thought about it a lot, but shame. I know, I know. I almost brought the antenna here. I was like, I don't really watch TV, but it'd be fun to build an antenna DVR in my house, but I don't really watch TV. Uh, what we can say for sure though, is that the Hulu live TV thing is pretty good. Uh, she needed that to watch some sports stuff that was never going to be, and some other cable things mm -hmm. that were never going to come over the antenna, even if it had worked. 
And it's great. You pay 40 bucks a month and you get a little DVR thing that works and you get all the channels and it's pretty fast and responsive. That's the good parts. Here are the bad parts. If you think the new Hulu interface sucks for on-demand, it's terrible oh, for, yeah. for the live TV thing. Can't imagine. It's just a list of channels and you just have to scroll through through for each channel next to it you can see what's on right now and you can watch that thing there so that's what you see at first it took me hours to discover because then i installed it on my tablet and on my tablet i can i can see like the lineup like you would expect on the grid of like your cable box that you you know the the guide the, mm -hmm. the guide then I realized, swiping the phone app, you can scroll through these stupid little cells and see what's coming up. So the interface is okay. At first I thought that it was terrible, but it's just okay. The thing that really sucks is how you have to use the DVR. Uh, Hulu is extremely opaque about this. They're like, this ad shows to my stuff and then and then we'll record it. It was like, well, what if I want to like separate out shows that I like? Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to record it. Like, I like uh, Atlanta, but it's going to be an on-demand. I don't want to record it. But I want it to show up on my thing so that it's easy to get to. Uh, so you have to add things to my stuff, and there's no view of, like, uh, upcoming recordings. There's also no way, as far as I could tell, to record, like, an ad hoc show. Like, it doesn't make sense to add, like, what are you going to add to your my stuff? The NFL? Like... That doesn't make sense. Yep. Uh, and it gets even more confusing, I imagine, with college basketball games, which is what my mom wants to watch. I'm sure that they don't have good metadata around that. So it would be great to just scroll, 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 scroll through the thing, select a show and record it, but you can't. You have to add it to my stuff. Um, so Hulu, it's okay. It works. It's cheap. That's my Hulu review. Any questions about my Google review? Because then I have another exciting thing happened last week. No, I Actually, was just two more exciting things. Happened. Jesus, damn! We only have so much time here. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I will double down and say I tried Hulu uh, with live TV, and it's it's Snapchat level bad interface, um, where it is very confusing and it, it just whether it's uh, on demand or live, it's it's a very frustrating. But also, I've never really found a streaming like TV replacement service with a good with an interface I would consider to be good cuz mm -hmm. Sling That's doesn't have a very good interface. Uh PS View is okay. I've not I tried I, I use PS View a little bit. It seemed fine. It didn't it, seem hostile. It's okay, but they also don't have a DVR solution, I don't think. Mm, okay. And YouTube TV I haven't tried, but I've wanted to. I just can't. It's zip code dependent and I cannot get it in my zip code. Forgot about YouTube TV. Uh, YouTube TV is great because they're the only service that has all of the local affiliates. So your ABC, CBS's, NBC's, everyone else will have some version of those, but they always have all of them. But that's why it's zip code dependent because they sign individual agreements with your local stations. Hmm. So yeah, Hulu had all of the. I I don't know if they had all the local affiliates, but they had most of them. Yeah, they'll usually have um, some combination of. Of a couple, it's just really hard because of the the various licensing deals to to do that. Oh, look, and they have all right. Well, we might have to try this next. I mean, it's that's a great thing. You can try it for a month, and if you don't like it, drop it. Yeah. Uh, so amazing. so, what else do you have, Dan? I took my my first brave step into smart home. Yes. Last week. Yes. Wow. Finally. Very excited. So I, I have like the little security camera and I had the the smoke detector. But they, those were never really interactive. It's not something that you would ever use on a day-to-day -day basis. So it never really felt like my home was smart. Mm -hmm. And last week I finally got the wire cutter recommended smart outlet, which is called the The Wemo, right? Is there the Wemo? Oh, Wemo's the Wee. shit. I own like five of those. They're great. Yeah, uh, so I didn't realize this <laughs> until recently, but air conditioners, by and large, I haven't found one that doesn't work this way. If you have it on and you unplug it and then you wait 10 minutes, 10 days, and you plug it back in, it turns back on exactly the way it was. What? I know. 
So all you need to do to get a smart air conditioner is buy one of these $30 ding-dongs and hook it up to your outlet, and you can just turn your air conditioner on and off when you're not home. Why doesn't everything work that way? Why don't clocks work that way? I'm mad. I think <laughs> clocks don't, but a lot of other things will, like lights, uh, obviously. A yeah. A lamp. Um, I guess it makes sense that clocks don't. Lights I mean, do. it does and it but doesn't. Like Most things with a, like, a digital screen, like I feel like, don't do that. Right, yeah, but anything without never a physical switch. It. Yeah. Yeah. There must I have a be... fan that doesn't do that so annoying me too actually you're right i have the same fan as you do ah that is thumbs down great fan bad interface (laughs) bad fan (laughs) interface (laughs) (laughs) what a an air conditioner is digital like i i used to have an analog one believe it or not but this one's digital it has a screen and like there's no it's not like a dial you press up, 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 and down, 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 and it changes the temperature. How does it remember? It must have flash memory. Not a lot, but it must have a little bit. Uh, so anyways, the Wemo thing works great. I hooked it up to Apple Home. Is that what they call it? Home, home, home kit. Home kit. Home yep. kit. And that works. It's pretty snappy. I can tell Siri to do things, and Siri actually understands different uh phraseology so i called it ac like name your outlet and i called it ac and siri understands turn off the ac in the bedroom and turn on ac in the bedroom yep so it doesn't have to be exactly precise which is an improvement from a lot of other siri things uh yeah so i was considering getting another one i I want more of this but i still don't know what i would use it for i could use it for the fan except i can't I guess it could if it's if I'm not home and I turn it on and it's on full blast. What do I care? Um, but yeah, I'm, okay, I'm all on board with the smart outlets. Oh, they're great. They're I love mine. Uh, I use mine. Speaking of um, manual turn, my heating blanket that I use in the winter only has an on-off switch. It's got nothing else. It's very dead simple because um, it was very cheap, uh, which probably isn't something you should do in a heating blanket. But I would get too hot, and so morning would come around. So mine automatically turns off at, like, 2 or 3 a.m. Sean, that's brilliant. I should get one for the electric blanket. Like there's Dan, it's limitless. You can pl- I use it for my Christmas decorations. So my Christmas tree. Electric blankets? Yeah, like Absolutely. A, this like house blanket. isn't insulated at all. I'm basically in a cardboard box. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> I, I am too cheap to have the heat on in my place, so. I guess I've, I've for... Since really ever, I've never lived in a place where I had to pay for heat. Ooh, enjoy like, it, buddy. Uh, yeah, my last two apartments, you didn't pay. You were just at the whims of the building. And then San Francisco, there's no heat in those buildings or insulation, mm. which I probably could have used or air blanket there because there was a week where it was like 30 degrees. That was cold. Um, and then, then we were in college before that. So, yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, I'll give a shout out. Electric blankets, man, they're great. They'll revolutionize how you sleep in the winter. But but great on a uh, great on a smart switch. Uh, friend of the show, Katie Adams asks Sean, "How did you find an electric blanket with a, without a safety off timer?" I thought that was standard. Katie, thank you for that comment. Uh, live on our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash/don'tpanicshow, uh, and thank you, Colby, for noticing. Um, that's a great question. I inherited an old blanket. it is very old hopefully safe it is not new um but yes that's right a lot of them do now have safety off timers this one will run forever so i made it smart you're taking on some additional liability now if she says if it's made of asbestos you probably shouldn't use it that's that's (laughs) a fair point asbestos is very warm very warm very insulator yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> um, oh, Dan, I think that's great. I think that's one more one more closer step to your eventual smart home. You're heading in the right direction. The, the, the tragic part is I'll never really have a smart home mm-hmm. until I win the lottery or move out of New York City. You gotta get those switches. I mean, but again, all my light fixtures. I don't have any lamps. I don't have any lamps. Sure. Like, 
There aren't that the things I have plugged into my outlets are things that should always be on, like the refrigerator, electronics, my air conditioner. That's it. Like I actually think that's it. But Dan, you gotta think outside the box. Because I think okay. you, you think Help it's small. Imagine do you own a blender? Uh yes, yes. Okay. All right. You take the blender, right? Before you go to work in the morning, you fill it full of yogurt, fruit, ice, and you leave. It's attached mm, to a smart switch. Then if you do an if recipe, as soon as I leave the office, turn on the blender. You get home <laughs> fresh smoothie. As soon as someone at replies me on Twitter, turn on the blender. Turn on Dan's blender. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a wonderful idea. You could do, if you decided to, like, give up coffee in the morning, you could do your blender instead. You can do your smoothie, mm. morning smoothie. It also could double as an alarm clock because you'd have to get up to turn it off, perhaps. That That's brilliant. I like where all of your heads are at. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, maybe the possibilities are endless. It would be fun if I could get uh, some sort of light hooked up to it and hook it up to something on the internet. That it would that would be cool. I would be all about that. Are you ready for my other exciting thing? Uh, Dan, what? let's just keep a going. A third exciting thing. Third I don't know exciting if we can thing it. is that my mom got a new uh, adopted cat. I saw the picture camp. online. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the cat is absolutely terrified of everyone and everything in that picture. Oh, and. I like its ear hairs, though. I know. It's pretty cute. Cat doesn't have a name, so if you have any good cat names... Oh, this is a good contest. Huh? Name Dan's mom's cat. <laughs> it's, it's it's the best contest since win a, week, a beach weekend getaway with Colby's dad. So, I think... Uh, it requires a lot less consent. The, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. And there are no bad ideas here. Um... Katie continuing to comment says, this is the riveting content we come here for, more cats, please. <laughs> um, I will say, if you submit a cat name to us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter or email at don'tpanicshow at gmail.com and Dan's mom picks your name, I will send you a exclusive Don't Panic t-shirt. <laughs> there are Don't Panic t-shirts. I'm going to get one custom made. That's how unlikely I think this is to well, actually I have happen. Like a, on the back, a cat namer. Yeah, number one cat namer, and then a picture of the cat, and then with the Don't Panic logo on the other side. Because we so, got to get that marketing. Believe it or not, I actually have a fourth really exciting thing to talk oh, about. Dan, Jesus. You know, this isn't all about you, buddy. Colby and I got <laughs> stuff going on, too. All right, all right, we can move on. No, no, on. no, no, please. Let's keep... It's the Dan, it's the Dan we show. Could, we could rename the show to Dan Panic. Dan Panic. <laughs> <laughs> Dandemonium. Dandemonium? <laughs> That's your spinoff show. It's my Frasier. That's so good. Dandemonium. All right, Dan, what do you got? I stopped using Twitter last week just to see what would happen, inspired by uh, Merlin Mann's bravery. And I then, I took a couple days, and it was, it's actually great. It took me about 12 hours to really wean myself off, and I do sometimes open it reflexively, but it is signed out, and then I just remember, oh, yeah, and then I leave. I allow myself, if someone links me to a Twitter thread, I'll go to the Twitter thread, sure. but I'm not, reading, I'm not reading my timeline anymore. It's very relaxing. That's smart. My, yeah, my, my screen time on my phone went down by almost an hour every day. Wow. Yeah. Dude. This is all, all like the all the subway, waiting for the subway, coming back from the subway. Now I just listen to a podcast, the screen's not on. Dan, that's uh, literally like 12 days a year you just got back. I know. Well, th they were talking about this on one of the Merlin Man podcasts, and I was like, damn, that's a good point. Like... You know, all the bathroom breaks and the subways every each day doesn't seem like that much, but it certainly adds up. Wow. Uh, but then subsequently, I was like, I'll give this Mastodon thing a try. And Mastodon is this, I don't know, year plus old, but not that old, decentralized social network, the Bitcoin of social networks, if you will. Oh, oh uh, sorry, I threw a little bit in my mouth when you said that. So, so I. 
I read about that when it came out, and I sort of like shelved it away. I was like, okay, whatever. But now that I don't have Twitter, I was like, oh, I'll actually give it a try. And there are some interesting features that Twitter doesn't have that make it kind of cool. One thing, and it that kind of reminds me of the old Google Plus circles is you. There is no one Mastodon to join because it's decentralized. So you join a specific server. And it doesn't have to work this way, but it has worked out this way that each server has its own focus. So there's like certain, like conferences have their own Mastodon instances, and you can talk to anyone else in any other one, but you get a like, your default homepage is only what people on that server are talking about. So you can opt into like, you know what, I'm mostly, so like me, I'm mostly on Twitter to talk to tech people about software development. So I joined like a software engineer's Mastodon and that's all the content I see. And if I want to, I can follow Kim Kardashian and that will show up in my timeline too. But there's like a view that I can use for Discover that isn't the world. It's just the people on the server. And there is a way to see the world too, but honestly, it's too much noise. Like I would never want to do that. For just a couple thousand people, you can actually, you know, look at it and not feel like your hair is on fire and be like, oh, look, that's an that's, that's that person's talking about something interesting. That's the first interesting thing I found out. Uh, the second thing is it, it's it's really fun to use because it's so new. There aren't that many people, and when you ask a question, people will just who don't even follow you will find your your toot as they call it. I also like that they call it toots and respond. So I asked two questions over the weekend, and I got uh, several people responding to each one. I've asked questions on Twitter. I have almost a thousand followers, and I don't know. One time out of five, I'll get any response from a question I ask on Twitter. You have a thousand followers, almost. But they—they they, but what good are they? They don't—they don't help me with anything. I uh, would help. You ask very technical questions, Dan. Though I got—I come on. I got—I just have to say, I see your questions and they're gibberish to me. Yeah. Well, you, you, you never ask like, "What's a good recipe for guacamole?" Then I would be like, <laughs> "All right, Dan, I got your back." Listen, I. I understand where you're coming from, but that's why I asked technical questions on Mastodon and I got actual answers. This sounds a lot like Discord. Yeah, it is kind of like Discord, but on Discord, you you can message other people on any server at any time, but it's not like you could... It's not like you could have a chat room of people from different places, from what I understand. Uh... See, cause... go ahead. I was, I was my last, my last takeaway is that all the mobile apps are absolutely terrible. One mm. of them is passable, and it's called do 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 toot don on iOS. The only passable one I found. Dan, get in on the ground floor. Which uh, do your own app. Which 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 Mastodon thing are you on? I'm on Mastodon technology. So I'm D Miller. At mastodon.technology. I like technology. Technology's cool. Here, I'll put it in our our super secret text channel. If anyone wants to follow me on Mastodon. You know how I know this is like... You know how I know this is like the Bitcoin of social media? I'm very confused. (laughs) So, it's working. Just just sign up, Sean. It'll be fine. Oh, boy. I have 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 been hankering for another social platform. Yeah. Do you, do you think do you, do you think my company should be on it? Should I open up a corporate account? Should I convince my boss that this is the future of social marketing? I think that might put your job in jeopardy. Um. <laughs> Fair enough. I do like that, by the way, the Don't Panic Slack is now a photo of a crab and a photo of a cat. <laughs> and I'm like, everyone's getting pets. Everybody's getting pets. Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Dan, I'm glad you've got a lot going on. (laughs) Thanks for letting me get all that off my chest. That's no. Hey, you know, that's what we're here for. We're kind of like a a much cheaper, less effective version of therapy. So anything you need to talk about, buddy, we're here for you. It's not free, sadly, but it it is pretty cheap. (laughs) Now, uh, Colby, we have about 30 seconds if there's anything you'd like to share from your life. (laughs) Dan ate up all the banter time. Wait, Colby, didn't you go on vacation? 
Yeah, I went yeah. to Jamaica. Dan, Dan, Cole went to Jamaica. <coughs> I bought a house. But no, no, no. Let's talk about Dan's mom's cat some more. <laughs> Dan, Dan joined a new social network. <laughs> Listen, almost all of my things are tech related, and I really do need a cat name. So. <laughs> Uh, that's fair uh, yeah I went to Jamaica it was fun uh, there were crabs there I was not told about the crabs but I I enjoyed it that was my favorite part <laughs> alright they yeah. should advertise that more I think so maybe some people wouldn't be into it they were the first time you encounter the crabs it was kind of surprising because it's at night they're, they're not out during the day they're nighttime crabs um, and they come out of holes in the ground, uh, which is a little startling. But mostly they're terrified of you. Like, they run away. Unless you corner them. And then they they get really, like, still. As if they think we're Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, yeah. to them, maybe we are. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. It was cool, though. A su- successful vacation relaxation was had i didn't get sunburned which was crazy almost never happened that's that's impressive yep what was that spf 100 200 400 uh i used the wire cutters pick for sunscreen which is spf 50 I yeah think. i think at some point it's it doesn't it's not any more effect at some point it just right right overkill they messed up that scale or something yeah, like diminishing returns. Yes. Mm. Yeah, indeed. What about you, Sean? How's uh, how's moving? Uh, it's it's so good that my ceiling repair guy just texted me. Oh boy! Ooh. They've called does me. Does your ceiling need repairing? It does. They've called me and texted me like four times today, um, asking if tomorrow was okay to come do it. And I'm like, I called you three weeks ago to schedule that tomorrow was okay to do it. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm gonna respond to him live here on the show. But no, household ownership uh, very expensive, uh, very tiring. Uh, it's a lot of I've I think I am I think they now greet me by name at Home Depot. I was there twice today, <laughs> so that oh. was sweet. Um, I've installed. Yeah, I've owned a house for four days. I've already bought a lawnmower, installed a bunch of outlets and uh, light switches and other things. I installed a toilet seat. I moved a lot of boxes. Um, What else? I patched some holes. Sean, you're so handy. You know, Colby, I try to be. I try to be. Have you installed your smart lights, light switches yet? I did, but the funny thing is there's no internet there, so they're not very smart. That Comcast guy doesn't come till Sunday. Mm, so they're like regular, regular light switches. Basically, yes. So, But they work real good, and you can dim them and everything. So I'll give a full that, review. That really counts. Yeah, the yeah. biggest issue I have with the house is that um, there's no cell reception at my house. Oh. Yeah, there, but there's none in the whole town. For the most part, and I don't. No one seems to know why or how to fix it. But um, I am going to have to figure something out. So there's no internet at my house at the moment. It makes it inconvenient when I'm there. When I'm like, how to do this, and I try to Google it, and it doesn't work. So, so, so you're not doing the show from the new house right now? Not no, 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 no. Not certainly not until uh, Comcast comes by. But uh, but I am <laughs> gonna. I will let you know how it goes. I am gonna reach out to Verizon and see if I can get one of those little LTE boosters for my house. Mm. and see if i can talk i mean i've been a customer of theirs for you know 15 plus years i think the least they could do is throw me a friggin couple hundred dollar lte booster it's kind of crazy it's 2018 how is there still places with no cell reception especially places where people live the other carriers not working in in the area it's the whole town you know i'm suspicious that the town must have some ordinance against towers and that's why Mm. no one has reception but that's that crazy because my office is in the same town and we have bad reception in the office. But at my house, there's none. It's not good. So Maybe it's like a government uh, conspiracy. Are there Ooh. any like suspicious facilities nearby? 
Oh my god, it's so funny you mentioned that. There's this giant nondescript building no one's allowed near. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Is there barbed wire? I guess I guess uh oh that's my god. usually and those guard towers fire. with the searchlight? Yep. There you go. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, Agawam, I shouldn't say the town where I live, but I will anyway, uh, is known for having the first zip code in the nation, 01001. The first? That's the first one. There's no 00001. No, that was the first one ever assigned. Wow. 01001. My favorite favorite part of being in New New England is the, the zero zip codes. Yep, we did it first. Yeah, (laughs) suck it, nerds. We're number one. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I'll have more house. Next week's show will happen from the new house. So look forward to that. It will the 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 fifth location in six years I've done the show from. So I just can't wait. Yep, it'll be a treat. Um, Well, that's going to wrap it up for banter. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity Ooh. to look over. The, I know, I know, we, we extra long banter for extra good stories. I'm going to give you two the opportunity to peruse the stories for our first one. While you're doing that, I want to thank all the folks joining us live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash don't panic show. We have a very active chat room tonight with a couple of uh, hooligans that we know from our college days. Thanks for hanging out with us and joining and talking nonsense in the chat room. Uh, if you have a comment you'd like during the live show, you can comment. We're keeping an eye on it. We'll mention it on the show. And also, uh, we're live Monday nights about 10.15 Eastern. Best way to find out is to go to Facebook or Twitch, subscribe, and you'll get alerted when we go live. Uh, guys, where do we want to start here in the rundown? We've got two weeks' worth of stories. Oof. Where to go, where to go first? Um... I'm excited about Switch Online, but I don't think anyone else is. <laughs> Well, we can talk about it. Dan, it's <laughs> our show. We can talk about whatever we want. That's true. That's true. Screw the All fans. Right. No, um, we, got Lay some it de- on me. we got some details this week uh, from the folks at Nintendo about the Switch Online service. We've talked about it briefly on the show before. They've teased it. We've been waiting for it to come out. Actually, I know we have a video game fan in the uh, live uh, viewership. So um, it is set to debut in the second half of September. Um, and now they finally have announced what players will actually get for their subscription money. Now, subscriptions will be $4 a month, $8 for three months, $20 for a year for an individual, and there are also family plans available. Now, the uh, Switch Online membership will get players access to online play in games like Splatoon 2, ARMS, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Mario Tennis Aces. Which players... they already have. Right. Um, <laughs> although I don't... It will, yeah, allow you to continue to have access to... Well, but now does this mean, and this article doesn't say, but does this mean now there's no more free access? That's correct. Okay. I think that, I'm not sure on this, but I think that maybe if you wanted to offer your own online without using Nintendo stuff, you could do that. But but I don't know. Certainly all the games I know of, which are all mostly Nintendo games, will require you to pay for this to play online. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. I don't think that's surprising. Um, players can also get access to classic NES games like Super Mario Brothers 3, The Legend of Zelda, and Dr. Mario uh, with newly added online play, which I don't know how that will work, but... Yeah, that's exciting. That's interesting. I guess that'll vary by game. Um, players also get Save Data Cloud Backup, which lets you save your game data online for easy access in compatible games. Uh, and players will also get access to features on the Switch smartphone app and receive special offers. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the back catalog. Uh, there are a lot of games that are on Nintendo that I haven't had the chance to play. The, any All the ones that came out in the Wii and the Wii U, I haven't had the chance to play. The Wii U ones, they'll probably make actual games that you can buy. But the other ones, if I could... If I could play those for just a a flat fee a month, that would be awesome. The other thing I'm looking to find out is, will this work offline? Because I, up until I got re-obsessed with Zelda, I was actually spending most of my time with my Switch offline. Mm -hmm. So if those games don't work offline, I'd be very sad. Yeah, that's a fair point. This is a device designed to be used on the go. Right. Yep. Hmm. And I also hope that the online play is snappy and not very laggy. 
Mm, we all we all wish for that. I'm yeah. curious about the uh, the added online play to classic games. I'm curious how that would work. Well, that we do that in Smash, right? It's just a bunch of emulation hacks to simulate the other controller. Mm. And the idea is, if you, games are for the most part completely deterministic, especially if you set the clock. But certainly old games, then they didn't ba- vary based on time. So if you start the game at the exact same time and you send all the same like key presses, sure, then both people's copy of the game should have the exact same result. I think that could be some. I mean, look, if the, if they had online play for Mario Party, I'd go out and get a Switch today. So, ooh, do they? Because the new Mario oh. Party's coming out. The new one's coming oh. out. Oh, you want to play the old I wanna one? Pl- I want to play classic. You got to get both. If you can get the new one and classic, who boy, that's now that's a sales pitch. There's no amount of money. What if we all got great. switches? Then we could play games. If Sean got a switch, I would get a switch. If I got oh a switch, God. it would immediately become uncool, and no one would want a switch. <laughs> so, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of pro Mario Party fans in the chat tonight. Um, <laughs> Mario Party will feature online play with friends, but only for mini games. Oh. oh, well, that's weak. It has a similar vibe to the mini game decathlon mode. I don't know if you know what that is. You, you folks are bigger. Yeah, we are super fans. fans. Yeah. Got to have that Mario Party. It is, <laughs> I mean, and again, I don't consider myself a video game. It's probably the greatest game Nintendo's ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I don't think there's much debate about that. No, no, no. All the other ones are pretty much vying for second and third. Or at Depending- least, even if you don't want to go that far, I would say at least the best Mario game they've ever made. <laughs> and what, which number was your favorite again? I forget. Oh, gosh. It's like it's like choosing between your children. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. Three, three was pretty great. Six was good. Six was solid. I mean, there are really any four, you know, you throw them in there. And anything pre, I wasn't a big fan of the Wii, any of the Wii ones. But mm-hmm. you're any 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 of the GameCube N sixty four man, great times, classics. <laughs> um, but before we lose all of our live viewers, uh, why don't we move on to another story here? Which would be? Which would be? What about the uh, a popal story? I'm sorry, the Apple story. <laughs> very funny, yeah. Uh, I typed these very quickly. <laughs> yeah, an interesting story. Uh, talking about a little bit of Apple strategy. Back in the spring of 2017, Apple convened a group of more than 30 software developers in New York City, uh, p- encouraging them, I should say, to Like move. mafia encouraging them? or Like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, encourage them. Uh, to move into the subscription space rather than one-time app purchases, creating a steady revenue stream for developers and also, of course, for Apple, which gets a cut of that. Uh, An Apple representative at that secret developer meeting said that paid apps represent 15% of the company's total app sales, and that percentage is falling. Now, uh, currently, Apple takes a 30% commission on the cost of a subscription, but if uh, customers keep subscribing after a year apple's take drops to 15 percent um someone in that meeting said quote successful apps now focus on getting regular engagement from users not one-time sales for developers that meant embracing the subscription model if you focus on paid apps instead of subscription apple warned your business will eventually hit a cap now, uh, the paid subscriptions uh, has now shot to around $300 million for Apple, up more than 60% in the past year. Most of those apps are Apple's own subscriptions like Apple Music. So, I think we all knew this in Trent, like, in our guts. Is it, is it just interesting because Apple is admitting it? I would say, um, I, I mean, I agree with your first point that, yeah, financially it makes sense. To move to, I just think it's how does it affect apps? I, in the same way in-app purchases changed how many apps were built and designed, how does a subscription model first approach change how people use apps? Does that mean people are more likely to get apps? They're going to have fewer apps but use them more aggressively? Does it mean that... 
there'll, there'll be less downloads of new apps because they're already subscribed to a certain... I, I was just curious the, the thoughts of how this could impact how people use the App Store. Mm-hmm. I wonder what what the like breakdown of downloads is on all these app stores for like how many downloads of any free app take place for every download of any paid app right and that i think that number is very skewed which makes sense but a lot of those free apps they're gonna have ways of making money and increasingly it's less and less on ads and it's more on in-app purchases or subscriptions of like, hey, you have to pay five bucks a year to use the software. Mm-hmm. Which, but yeah, I I think the economics don't make sense unless you do that because what's the most expensive, one, like one time purchase iOS app you've ever bought? I'm sure I bought one for fifteen or twenty bucks, but that's got to be rare. And I th- I think yeah I think it was only one. It was probably like one password or something something like that. OmniFocus maybe for me. Most of them are $5 or less one time. And it, like if you could just make that $5 a year instead, that's the only that's the only way to like make a living and not plaster your app with ads. Yeah, but again, I mean, you know, if it's $5 so, a month maybe, but $5 a year after 5 years you've only got 20 additional dollars, which isn't nothing. But at the same time, I can think of a lot of apps that I how many apps would I be willing to even pay that additional $5 the second year for? You know, I'm sure there's a ton of apps that I bought to to try or bought on a whim. And we're like, yeah, there's no way I would keep paying the subscription right, to this. So they're not getting my money anyway. Right. That's no, that's no chip off there. Like, they don't care. Well, but it, then if they... If you got 10,000 users and 5,000 of them do this... It's that's five thousand times twenty times four years. Yeah. Or five thousand times five, rather. What do you think, Colby? Uh I think it definitely makes sense for some things. Like I don't know, maybe it depends on yeah, I think I think like what Apple is saying is true, right? Like at some point you're you're gonna hit like about the maximum number of people who are ever gonna buy your app, presumably. Uh, and then you won't make any money anymore. So like maybe if it's an app that does not require support or is like a I don't know, is either done, right? is like totally done or um is is sort of a time like its usefulness expires in some way like i don't know but if you if it's something you want to keep working on it seems like a good idea to me mm-hmm. but then again i suppose it like if you're going to have a subscription you also sort of have to keep working on it i'd imagine well, it, it reminds me a little bit of was it was it Tweetbot that did it where when they went from like Tweetbot four to Tweetbot five, you would have to buy the next version of the app, and then they would just stop updating the old one. Right. Which is sort of like I get the idea. If, okay, every year you promise you're going to give me X new features, or it's going to stay up to date, or there there's some just the privilege of getting to keep using the app. I think is an annoying reason to keep asking mm-hmm. me for subscription money. Um, unless it is a dollar a year or something, so wasn't Apple going? Wasn't there some new pricing scheme there they had come up with? Was it the thing mentioned in the in the article where it's like after the first year or something, if you're still subscribed, it, their cut drops to fifteen percent? Yeah, it drops oh, in yeah, half. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So the idea is to get them right, kind of an incentive too, in and of itself. Although now that I think about it, Overcast has the in-app purchase subscription now where you can throw them a couple bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And I think I've done that for a couple years. However I long that's been around. So so maybe it's, maybe it'll work fine. I don't know. I guess it just depends on... I just think they're, this, it, this isn't for every app. 
I, ju- I just think that there are just going to be certain cases where I, I think for like the more utility style use everyday type apps. I think that kind of makes sense. You know, like if Tweetbot did it, like, yeah, I would do it because I use that a ton. Um, but I think yeah. for things like games or, you know, kind of one-time use apps, I don't I don't think it would really fly. I don't know. What if the games had, like, new levels every year? But isn't that what an in-app purchase is for? Why would I subscribe to that? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I, it's just, again, you don't want to piss off consumers by auto-charging them for something they might not end up wanting, especially if it's a once-a-year thing where it's like, in 365 days, I'm going to get charged for something without warning randomly. Something's going to get renewed, and it right. turns out, oh, I forgot I bought that app a year ago. Now I don't, I don't want it anymore because I deleted it six months ago. Yeah. Is there any, like, if you delete an app, you have a subscription for it, does it, like, tell you? Like, oh, by the way. That's a good question. I don't think so, because I... I feel like it should. Oh, it definitely should. I agree with that. But I think the... Because you can add and delete... App, you know, if you have four or five Apple devices, you can have the app on some and not on others. So it's tied to your Apple ID, not a specific device. So if you delete the app, I would think it's still tied to your Apple ID. Right. Oh, yeah, I would think so, too. And so, yeah, you, to, to, to stop a subscription, you have to go into the like plumb the depths of oh, your my God. Apple ID settings. Oh, they make it so quite hard. difficult. That's why the retention is good. Oh, it's about to more, more power to them. Hey, look, if Apple wants to make money, it's a great way to do it. I'm not going to disagree with that. Financially, it's it's a brilliant idea for them. And for, and for you know, developers. And if they for can developers. Get people to, if they can get people to do it, I think that makes a lot of sense. And like I said, for certain apps, apps I use every day, apps I know are getting updated. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any other apps besides Overcast you subscribe to? Um, that's a good question. I don't really think that so. That is a good but, question. But now I'm going to take eight hours to dig into the depths of my iCloud account so I can try and find out. Come on, Sean. You got to know how to do this iTunes in App Store. Well, Dan, do you remember that we actually... Apple ID. Do you remember we did this challenge on the show? Yeah. And and I think you won, didn't you? Here I we only, go, subscriptions. Only because I had I had already looked it up like a couple months before, and luckily it hadn't moved. Oh, it's I over- pay Nomo Robo Bear Pro Overcast. Yeah, just Overcast for me. I don't even know how to find this anymore. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It's awful. Well, Colby, while you're doing that, uh, I will pivot us to our next story here i want to try and squeeze in one more um we've got we've got stuff on chromebooks on the eu we've got samsung spotify let's Uh, talk about the spotify thing it's the monetization episode of don't panic yeah when are we gonna monetize this thing guys i think it's been (laughs) long enough we're waiting until we get critical mass until they can't they can't turn anywhere else i was thinking like I wasn't really thinking, but I'm thinking now, if we had a Don't Panic Patreon, what could mm. we offer people in exchange for their money? Tote bags? I use that tote bag like multiple times a week. I, You know what's really funny is I went to a friend's wedding that Colby was also at, and someone wa- was walking by with one of our tote bags. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're in the wild. And and so they're around. So, okay, tote bags. That's it. But now we're basically like... No. PBS. Right. I feel like the the play for Patreons is that you want to have new and different kinds of content. Yeah, bonus content. That's right. Bonus content. What would be our bonus content? You could you could get uh, Super Smash Bros. Lessons with Dan. That's really good. I like that. Home, Sean home DIY could get tips. you a good guacamole recipe. No, don't don't overhype it. It's a fine guacamole <laughs> recipe. An okay guacamole recipe. I mean, it's a guacamole recipe. 
Te- I technically, because it's bad guacamole recipes, I think a fine one is nothing to sneeze at. My my pico de gallo recipe, mm. much better. It's better. Interesting. Colby, what, what would you offer? <laughs> yeah, Colby, what do you bring to the show? <laughs> Almost <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, I don't know. Share some some cocktail tips. Oh, mm-hmm. there we go. Mm-hmm. Bartending one hundred and one with Colby. class. I like that. Yeah. Colby's cocktail corner. This is a good idea. Listen, folks, if you would pay five dollars a month for all of this great content, let us know. We'll gladly take your money. <laughs> oh, we do not guarantee. Can't make quality. any promises about the content. Nope. But nope. Well, speaking of monetization, Spotify testing in Australia right now a new feature that will allow users to Man, skip. And what does that say about Australia? It, actually, right. a lot of a lot of tech companies test there, which is really interesting. Right. I know. I know that that's the case, but it's got to feel bad for those people. Like, what? How would you feel if you lived in Australia and you knew that uh, you're literally the least impo- important but easiest market to test things in? Mm. Yeah, but isn't that kind of like scooters in San Francisco? Mm. No, I think that's just... uh, (laughs) Is that really the most important market to test things in? It's probably the only market to test something like that. It's certainly the most convenient. Uh, I remember Facebook used to test stuff in New Zealand all the time because A, they were an English-speaking country, and B... Not a lot uh, of people. Not a lot of people, and it was like relatively insular. Like, so if they mm-hmm. needed to test a thing where it was like it was weird if you had it but your friends didn't, um, uh-huh. they would do it in New Zealand. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was that was a, f- a fun tidbit. Well, to our fine fans in Australia, uh, Spotify is now testing a feature that lets listeners skip audio and video ads at any time while the ad is playing. Uh, This is instead of having a preset time limit to listener watch uh, for which they can't be skipped. They'll be able to do this at any time as often as they want, and the feature will also let them jump straight back into the music. It's being called uh, Active Media. I don't know why. In it, advertisers won't have to pay for any ads that are skipped. Uh, let's see. And is it, this applies to all ads? Uh, all audio and video ads, absolutely. This is smart. All these people illegally using Spotify for their uh, their their store and restaurant audio or sound systems. They're going to be milking those ad dollars. Well, it does still require somebody to click skip. Well, right. But, but I think in those places where they're playing Spotify for 24 hours a day, there's, they're not going to be clicking skip. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Ah, uh, so you're saying they'll listen to the ads. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't say that anyone's listening, but they, they will have been played. Sure. <laughs> People stuck in cars. It might be inconvenient, depending, you know, I, I could imagine if I had this, I wouldn't always be able to skip the ad, especially if it only like five seconds. Those like five second YouTube shots. Yeah, it's I'm just trying to think of the times when I'm listening to music where my device is in a position where I can within 30 seconds easily or 15 seconds or whatever, easily well, click skip. Right. I wonder, though, how long are these ads? I, if I remember, the Spotify ads aren't, like, crazy. They're not crazy long. Mm-hmm. I've never really used Spotify, so I couldn't tell you. That's right. Jesus. Yes, I'm, I'm, never, I'm basically I've never used Spotify with ads. I don't even know. Oh, living a privileged life. Get down here with the rest of us. Actually, I really like, so I've been using Pandora because I've just been like packing boxes and stuff. I don't normally use it. Um, The free version with ads. I forgot how much I loved audio only ads because they have to try so much harder than video (laughs) ads. And and occasionally they make me laugh and they're clever. That's kind of what I like about this thing that Spotify is doing is that 
they claim that part of the strategy is that they want advertisers to make better ads people want to listen to. And that's kind of true, because I will listen. I'll be like, that is a pretty good ad, actually. I don't mind listening to that. I've never felt that way. I felt like... <laughs> I'm in marketing, of, so maybe I'm biased. I felt less offended by ads. It's like, okay. Like, I'm not offended by that ad. But if I was ever given the option, I would, I would never see any ads. Mm-hmm. The only thing where I, that changes my mind is when I'm actually shopping for something. If I'm on Google or on Amazon and I see an ad or an, a similar site, I'm like, okay, I'm looking for shoes, so so this may, I, I'm not offended, and I sometimes do click on them if they seem cool. But otherwise, no. Sure. I wonder how many ads I've ever clicked on in my entire life. I'm sure there's some database that is tracking that exact information. <laughs> I, I bet for, man, I'd be really surprised, honestly, if it's over 100. What? Yeah. It would definitely would be 1,000. That's, that's my gut, but there's no way to know. Yeah, but... Any of us... Go but, ahead. But ads, are, but ads are still effective even if you don't click on them, you know? Yes, that's true. There is something to be said. Subliminal, subliminal messaging. Now it's all about awareness, Dan. We gotta raise awareness, mm. it's like some kind of disease or something. <laughs> except it's exactly you know exactly like cancer. That, yes, uh. except for you know tires or a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> Whatever kids are buying these days. So we will have to wait and see if it uh, if it comes to uh, anywhere other than Australia. So if you're in Australia, let us know how you're liking it. If you uh, get an opportunity to try it out. Zach in the Twitch chat asks, uh, how long until the first app that auto skips the ad for you? <laughs> Good market for I mean, that. Oh, I see. The auto skips the Spotify ad? Yep. Yeah, that'd be tough. I'm Spotify really doesn't want you to do that. No. <laughs> and you don't have much control unless you like maybe if you jailbroke your iPhone you could do that. Or iPhone and Android. I'm sure it's not very possible on iPhone. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. Should be possible though, Colby. On the uh, on the website you should be able to script pressing some buttons. Doesn't I mean, seem it's impossible. JavaScript. JavaScript Colby can either confirm or deny. Good. Well, Spotify. Coming, coming soon from Don't Panic, Firefox extension, auto skip the ads <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> Big That'll market. Be our, our next thousand listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's an untapped market, Dan. They're very uh, insulated. That they could, all speak English. That could be our Patreon. Uh, you get our, our Firefox extension. That's right. At that top level. You get to, you get to skip you get to skip the ads, which which will need that money to pay Colby when he loses his job. So right. <laughs> I've um, already been fired. Yep, it was that fast. Uh, alrighty, good. Well, let's see. Clock. Mm, we got to move on, guys. Uh, we're out of time for news. We're gonna move on to picks, the part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world. <laughs> And we've got a couple of doozies here in the rundown. I am going to have Colby go first. Yeah. I picked this before, after the last time I traveled. Uh, it's a, the mobile passport app, but I hadn't actually used it before. I was just jealous of the people who did use it. Uh, but this time, coming back from Jamaica, I used it. And we were in a line behind four people. We went right up to the counter and they were like, did you buy any stuff? Like, are you bringing anything back from Jamaica? We said, like, not really. We told them the small amount of things that we had brought back from Jamaica. And they were like, okay. And they just, we just walked. Like, it was so brief that Emily asked, like, that's all? <laughs> and the woman was like, yeah, you can go. <laughs> uh it was very, very fast and very cool. You, like, do it on the plane, so you, like, take a picture of yourself and you answer all the questions on the app. And then whenever you have Wi-Fi, whether it's on the plane or at the airport, you click submit, and then you go wait in the special line. And they wow. just uh, expect you're coming, and it's it's done. It was crazy. 
so I don't know. I can imagine a future when everyone's doing that and the line is way longer. Um, but uh, I'll probably still get detained every time anyway. So. <laughs> probably. Probably, Dan, you got to so. stop bringing back those special things from Jamaica. <laughs> I got to stop having a common name. Yes. How, how dare you? Um, yeah, but in any case, mobile passport app, it's, I think it's U.S. and Canadian citizens, but it's only at certain airports, usually bigger airports. I know Boston is one of them. I'm pretty sure New York is one of them. There's a list. I think it's like 24 airports or something, but yep. they're expanding allegedly. So check it out if you're doing any international travel. Very cool. Mobilepassport.us is the website for that. See if it's at an airport near you. That's uh, that's really great. Uh, Zach in the chat said he used the app when he came back from Israel. Uh, based on Colby's suggestion, it was so fast. Guy barely looked at his passport and waved him through. That's what we like to hear from our Border Patrol people. Yep. Barely looked. <laughs> barely checked. Nope. Nope. All for, all for the sake of convenience. Who needs security? Very cool. Check that out on your next international trip. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. We'll let Dan take us out afterward. Um, I've got a fun pick for something to watch. I'd heard about this a while back, and I finally got around to checking it out. Very briefly, you guys have heard of Star Wars, I'm sure. Very popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not enough of it going around, but many of you may not know that the Star Wars you know and love today, not the same Star Wars that originally came out. They changed it a bunch. George Lucas, he did this with the CGI dragon things and it with all the, the Han shot first and all that nonsense he went and he changed all the effects it's not the same they're special editions and some people say they're not as good as the original problem is you can't get the original george george made it so it's impossible i love this story that there was a english teacher in the czech republic who said enough is enough taught himself video editing like professional video editing and (laughs) went frame by frame found a bunch of other people to help him and recreated the original 1977 theatrical release of Star Wars. Recreated it. Did it by hand. Went in and literally painted over things and tweaked the the lighting and pulled from all these different additions. Um, absolutely crazy. I'd never. I. It's an. It's so. It's a great story if you ever read the whole story. But what's great is you gotta see this edition. So the trick is it's kind of illegal to distribute it so it's very Mm. hard to get um if my co-hosts would uh like a copy they can reach out to me but uh if anyone else (laughs) else wants a copy we'll have a link on our website to the forum where you can get all of the information on how to get it it's an evolved process but it is neat and worth doing because it is fun to see the differences and one of the things I love about Star Wars is how it is really 70s and how it is. It looks kind of crappy, but it also is really neat. And the effects seem even cooler when you know, like, OK, there's definitely no CGI. It's worth doing. So Star Wars Despecialized Edition, the link will be on our website. Um, I recommend if you get the opportunity to download it and watch it. It's pretty uh, it's pretty neat. All right, Dan, this is an app I'm literally going to download and use at my house tomorrow. So I'm very excited. <laughs> so you, you picked out a good one. Yeah, this is going to be great for you. So a couple of weeks ago, I remember thinking, wasn't there a part of the Apple keynote where they like could put a ruler on a surface and you could get the rough dimensions of something? Mm-hmm. And apparently it's not actually part of the OS, but there is an app that allows you to do this and so much more called MeasureKit. Uh, so MeasureKit is an app on the iPhone. It uses ARKit. And yes, you can better than a ruler you can like draw lines on surfaces and get the dimensions uh which is fun and by far the most useful thing you can do stuff with like people and their faces uh i'm turning it on now so that i can pull up all the features and remember them uh face stuff angles you can get the height of a person you can do levels but by far the coolest thing and i still don't know how this works the magnetometer. So you can take your phone and I don't, do I have anything magnetic around me? Um, it's only one way to find out. I guess. Uh, if I hold it up to here, no. So I held it up to like my iPad smart cover and you could see like this little line spiked way up. Uh, How does it do that? 
I don't know. But I do have something magnetic, but I, it's too heavy for me to pull up. Well, here. you put it up right up to your monitor and it'll spike. Okay, too close. Too close. Oh, there we go. There we go. There it was. Wow. Yeah, so this thing's really cool. But it, that that's just a parlor trick. But the fun, the, the useful thing is definitely the ruler. If you're like, is my table 30 inches deep? You can just you can just roughly check. Yeah, this is like, oh, it's kind of close. I should probably get the tape measure out. Or no, it's not close at all. Yeah. That's measure kit. It, it costs money. I forget how much money it was. A dollar? Five dollars? Maybe it doesn't cost money. It's free, but there's an in-app purchase to get more features, which is Ooh, five bucks. What do you get with the in-app purchase? Uh, I don't... This is like the, the, the magnetometer was... Uh, was oh, it a purchase? So you must have bought it at some point. Oh. <laughs> this is bananas. I could spend all day doing this. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Oh my god, you make angles and stuff? God, I love the future. All right, hey, that's cool. Neat, measure kit. Uh, it's available on the iOS store. Uh, the It will be on our website. The link will be there. Find out how big stuff is. Yes. I want to look at my face data right now. Yeah, let us let us know if your face is a good size. Dan. Would you like to know? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. I got mouth dimple right, mouth roll upper, <laughs> mouth shrug upper, cheek puff. Nope, doesn't really detect my cheek puff. Can it like measure your emotions? Cheek squint, nose sneer left. This is crazy. Outstanding. Yeah. Wow, good pick. <laughs> Good pick. that'll be fun very cool all righty guys that's it we're done we got to take this one home unless you got anything else you want to add for this evening nope nope well we're going to be back next week i'm sure with more tech news and good times uh we'll have more stories and such thanks everybody who joined us live we had a really active chat tonight always a pleasure getting your feedback and incorporating it on the show we tried to get to everybody if we didn't sorry but uh, we appreciate you joining us as i said monday nights about 10 uh, 15 eastern on facebook and twitch our website is don'tpanic.io. We've got all the past episodes. Audio and video are there, as well as links to all the picks. So don't worry about remembering them. You can go there and check it out. You can also subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, we're everywhere. With the video version also available on YouTube. Of course, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. And at don'tpanicshow on Twitter are both places you can give us your suggestions for Dan's mom's cat's name. Uh, win yourself <laughs> a t-shirt. Give us a good suggestion. We want to hear it uh, as well. That's going to do it for this episode of Don't Panic. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I am Sean. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic. Don't Panic.